Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs> You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. We are back on the Oz Network for week number five of Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. We're into the second half of the series right now. Uh, up to lights, camera, sparks. I don't know how how much we emphasize both the question mark and the exclamation mark. About lights, camera, sparks. How would you do that? Um, sparks. Lights, camera, sparks. Okay, there we go. Lights, camera, sparks. That's what it is. Uh, and this is the uh, documentary episode about the making of Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life, the movie, uh, and the end of the making of Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life, the movie. Uh, and I'm very excited to talk about this one because we get uh, one of my favorite characters uh, in this episode and one of my favorite actors in this episode, or a couple of my favorite actors in this episode. So let's get into it. My name is Colin, and the only thing better than being me is getting paid to be me. Why be Colin Hilding for free? Um, <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rossi. Um, and I've been wanting to ask you, Colin, who did we cast to play Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good backup one that I had there. Uh, this, uh, as I mentioned last week, this is kind of the second part of the making of the movie within the movie, the, the, the very meta Scott Pilgrim episodes. Uh, and to top it off, it's done documentary style. So uh, we even start the episode with like that disclaimer, you know, this is a documentary about the making of the movie or the end of the making of the movie and everything. Uh, it's, I think, a little bit different. It's probably the most unusual of the episodes we've had just because it kind of breaks with the format a little bit. Although by the end of the episode, it comes back around to the format again. But what did you think of it? Um, I thought it was very good. I, I, um, I didn't, I don't remember what you said, like last time we talked about it, but I thought it was very good. I really enjoyed it. I thought that um, all of the characters that we got were super fun. I like, I did not expect the twists and turns that it gave us. Um, I've never seen the movie that like, this is the the show or whatever the movie, this is the actual story that they're telling. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much of this was actually in the story um, or not. So like, I'm curious to hear about that. Uh, but I just thought it was a really good episode. I I think I enjoyed it more, definitely a lot more than last episode. So, yeah, I think uh, to me, what really set this episode apart is this is the one more than anything else this season that uh, really capitalizes on that idea of let's give the development to a lot of these minor characters that were not really profiled much in the movie, but put a spin on it, do it in like an alternate universe thing because uh the, the characters of Envy, which is Scott's ex, and then Todd, which is Ramona's third ex. Is he? He's Yeah, he's number three. Uh, number three chronologically, not number three we've seen on the show. Uh, but they probably had the biggest, uh, I guess, sequences or section in the books. I mean, there's like six books in total. And 
an entire book is dedicated just to the Envy and Todd uh, showdown that that we we get in the original story and so much more backstory, especially with Envy. I mean, we basically get a little bit of what we get with Todd in here, but his character, I think, is what's most interesting because what we get of him in this in this episode here uh, with the breakup between him and Envy is a spin on what was in the original books that they left out of the movie. Uh, now, having seen the movie first and then re reading the books, it wasn't like I was upset. I, I thought I still think that the uh, Envy and Todd stuff in the movie is probably my favorite sequence in the the entire movie, Scott Pilgrim. But then when I got around reading the books, I'm like, whoa, this is completely different. And I liked it. And and so when we got to this episode, or I, I'd say even prior to this episode, just the format of the show, being able to see different ways of developing characters, I sort of was already into that because by the time I got to volume three, I think it was of the books, you know, I, I, I was already into, well, this is a completely different world than we got in the movie. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into everything here. Uh, starting it off, the, the documentary crew. Uh, now there are a couple of, uh, I guess, cameos in here. Uh, one is there, there's two different narrators of this documentary. Now I think that, I think the way it is, is that the, the narrator of, that opening, you know, this is a documentary from the making of Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life. That's Weird Al Yankovic, which uh, you can see his name in the end credits. And the only thing I could find was that he was like documentarian. But the other voice, the other guy who I think is the behind the cameras director of this is an actor named Nelson Franklin, which is probably one of the only cast members of the movie that doesn't appear in this. He he played a character named Como who was... Uh, uh, very minor character. I think he was only in like two scenes of the movie, really only in a couple of scenes. He's very background character, even in the books. But because they decided to bring everybody back and his character had no place in this story, they're like, well, let's let him have this other cameo role. And he's sort of the voice behind the camera here. Uh, we, we have Envy and Todd, who are now the leads in the movie, which that's just a fun idea all around to have Ramona's ex playing Scott and uh, Scott's ex playing Ramona in this movie. And the interviewer is just asking about like, isn't it true? Neither of you have acted before. And I, I just love Envy's line says, yes, but we're both very, very famous. So that's basically the same thing. Uh, they they show uh, a clip of their concert, I guess, or whatever. And a couple of weeks ago, I, uh, when they had the, the funeral episode, I was uh, explaining the trivia that in the movie, they used a Canadian band called Metric and a song of theirs called Black Sheep, but had Brie Larson record the vocals for the, the rest of the band. And then when they had the funeral scene in this, they had Emily Haynes, the singer of Metric, do Brie Larson singing, but none of the Metric band. Here, we just get it where they, they're playing the same song from the movie, Black Sheep, but we have no vocals, just like concert footage here. So just trivia bit there. Uh, and uh, we, I love the line they have, but we're rock stars. We do what we want. This is kind of a running thing in uh, both the books and the movie, particularly with Todd, that he thinks that being a rock star just gives him freedom to literally do whatever he wants. Uh, and uh, young Neil uh, being interviewed here about the movie. And he's got a Cronenberg for president uh, uh, sh shirt that he's on. Uh, we, we briefly talked about David Cronenberg earlier. I think that you had no familiarity, at least with the movie. That one of the earlier episodes where uh, I think it was young Neil talking about uh, the, the band Crash and the boys who were playing and saying like, Crash, not like that movie where people have sex in cars. David Cronenberg's the guy who made that movie Crash about people having sex in cars. Uh, he's probably most well known for like, he, he's done a ton of Canadian movies. We covered one on Australia Canadian month, uh, dead ringers a couple of years ago that, uh, has recently been readapted like a, a TV series on Amazon. But, uh, 
the movies he's most well known for, like the Jeff Goldblum version of The Fly. And then he made like a couple of movies with Viggo Mortensen, like you know, maybe 15 years ago, A History of Violence and Eastern Promises. Great director, very Canadian. So of course he has it on there. But I love this says Cronenberg for president, which Canada does not have presidents. Uh, and uh, th this is where we talk about the, your opening line there about Toronto being a character, uh, because you have the director talking about, uh, you know, I feel like Toronto is actually a character in the movie. He's like, who's playing Toronto? <laughs> um, uh, or who did he cast as Toronto? And here we get introduced in the documentary to an interview with Ramona's stunt double or Envy Adams stunt double, which is Ramona Flowers playing Envy Adams stunt double as Ramona Flowers, which is uh, fantastic. Uh, and she explains how she got the uh, the role. That's one of the funniest things in this episode. Just like, uh, so after a couple of days, they just realized I didn't work here. So I kind of had to find a job. Uh, Envy is just a completely abusive celebrity here, getting her stunt woman to go to her hotel room to give her dog medication. Uh, and uh, I love the, the the young Neil moment here where he's watching the monitors. So the darkness in the scene is meant to represent the darkness in Scott's soul. And they're like, uh, young Neil, your glasses? Oh, yes, they're new. They're prescription. It's like, no, no, they're sunglasses. He'd be like, oh, okay, which is why it was so dark. Uh, and uh, Wallace gets interviewed for uh, this here, and he's talking. This is where my opening line is, where he mentions about the only thing better than getting paid to be yourself uh, is getting, uh, uh, or it, it's better to get paid to be yourself than to do it for free. Uh, and, uh, the, the director keeps trying to get footage of just an intro with Scott and Ramona or Todd as Scott and then Envy as Ramona. And no matter what direction he gives, Todd just ends up making out with Envy. And it, it gets so elaborate. You even have one of the things in the montage where he's like, you know, spinning her around and dipping her. <laughs> uh, and so to remedy this, Wallace gives the suggestion to the director to try something different, which is where he says, why don't you look deep into Wallace's eyes and then kiss him? And this sets off. The rest of the episode where we have Wallace and Todd basically having an affair. And every single time they cut to them where Todd's like, um, I have a question for you. Let's run lines in your trailer. And they just keep cutting the trailer. We hear the, the kissing, sucking noises. And then progressively, each time they cut to them, the, the trailer's rocking more and more and more. Uh, now, this is uh, what I was saying uh, earlier about how they put a different spin on it. So the, the, the book had this subplot between Envy and Todd where Todd was cheating on her. And uh, there's even a line in here where Envy and Todd are being interviewed where she mentions, oh, we've been together since we were 11. Uh, but then she says, except for briefly, I dated Scott, he dated Ramona. Now in the book, this isn't even a thing. In the book, uh, that's part of it is that Envy doesn't realize that, uh, you know, Todd was with Ramona during this time. Todd doesn't realize that uh, Envy was with Scott. So essentially they were cheating on each other with Scott and Ramona. Uh, which plays into the whole thing with like uh, Scott dating the the Knives and Ramona characters and that whole uh, love triangle thing. Uh, but then at the same time, Todd had an affair in the books with uh, the, the drummer of their band, which uh, kind of sets off uh, how he uh, gets to feed in there. And so just playing up on that where it's the same thing where Todd's cheating on Envy and uh, that's kind of uh, the, the end of him. Uh, that's kind of a nice little touch that they include in here. Uh, we get a little bit of Todd's backstory with Ramona, which really amounts to nothing more than what we got last week with uh, uh, with the Chris Evans uh, character where uh, Lucas, where Ramona had just walked away from Lucas as soon as she saw Todd. Uh, but Todd uh, doesn't have a lot of investment here, and it obviously he's with uh, Ramona still. And then there's all this stuff with him going to a, a, the Vegan Academy and all that. Uh, and then there is the line here about punching a hole in the moon, which uh, I think I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. 
that there is a, a shot where there's like a hole in the moon. This is another part of the subplot with uh, in the books with Envy and Ramona, where he's punched a hole in the moon for both of them. Uh, and th to me, the, the funniest thing that keeps coming up in this episode is every time where Ramona's trying to talk to him about Scott, I need to talk to Todd. He's like, I need to talk to him about Scott. He goes, I'm Scott Pilgrim. Uh, and we get that line here. And uh, the we see him opening up a portal, which obviously is the reason she's investigating him. And uh, the, the, the narrator of the documentary director says, on day two, the movie was $17 million over budget and only had uh, uh, completed three shots. Uh, Envy and Todd are being interviewed and they're talking about how great their relationship is. And uh, this is where he says he wants to break up with her. And he, he pulls up, uh, and he reveals that he's got Wallace's face tattooed on him. Uh, there was this line about him uh, never wavering or saying, oh yeah, we never waver from each other. And he's just trying to, I'll say, uh, what I meant to say was wafers, uh, vegans, we never eat wafers. And uh, th there's another mention of sparks here again. So we get the sparks in Todd's eyes when he's thinking about Wallace here. Uh, and Envy decides to confront Ramona, um, says that uh, she broke his boyfriend. And we get their fight scene, which now this was something that was in the book, that there was a fight scene between Envy and Ramona. But uh, we don't. We never got that in the movie. Here, they, again, they put a different spin on that. So instead of Envy and Ramona having a fight scene, we have Ramona having a fight scene with uh, uh, all the other stunt. This, sorry, this one is a Wallace and Envy fight instead. And Envy doesn't even bother to fight. She has her stunt doubles. Wallace has four stunt doubles, though. And he just says, you got a better contract than her. Uh, and uh, even the straight Wallace comes by, back from Lost episode. Uh, and typical Wallace thing here, this is... The, the best way to sum up Wallace's character is kind of a guy without any moral compass, uh, as we can kind of see in this episode. He doesn't mind breaking up people's uh, relationships. And he just sits there heckling half the time. And they, they fit that in here as well with him just heckling the fight. Uh, it sort of just ends with uh, uh, everybody crying. And we'll kind of pause there. So would it be weird if I asked a question now about what you just said? Or... <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Um, okay, so my one question, though, is that so the Wallace-Todd thing is not a thing in the in anything no no but they just I, it's just a, a, a duplication of a storyline with different characters sort of yeah like the 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 todd cheating on envy in the books did happen it was not with wallace it was somebody else but wallace's i guess habit of constantly trying to break up people's relationships just by being the most seductive man <laughs> in the world apparently is also a thing and that's something that we see a lot of in the in the, both the book and the movie okay I mean, it seems to be across all Wallaces because the other, the other straight Wallace wants to do that too. So, I mean, like when I was saying that young Neil is the most changed character in this because they just give him so much more to do, more than just being like a one liner every once in a while, Wallace is exactly the same. Like what you get, what Kieran Culkin even does, even with his voice in this, is the exact same performance that we got in the movie. Like he is, he is the most unbreakable character, no matter what you do with the story, alternate universe or whatever else. Wallace is just Wallace. Okay, that's good to know. Also, I I'd say Young Neil is still the best character in this whole thing. <laughs> like, I can't. Uh, I'm gonna be so sad to to see or learn about the actual like movie or whatever because I mean this is gonna it's gonna be such a downgrade. Well, well, let me like, say this though. Again, in the movie, he just has random lines he throws out every once in a while. Yet he is still Jamie's favorite character in the movie. Like the fact that you respond to him in this episode proves that you will still watch the movie and think Young Neil is probably the best thing in it. Okay, because he's the best. Like I, st I like. He had the first quote about oh Toronto, who cast Toronto. Like <laughs> it, it was just perfect. 
like so many of the things he did and said were like just so perfect like uh what he also said the the line about like oh people have too much chemistry and what happens when you mix chemicals <laughs> yeah. and the guy's like oh you get an explosion he's like what they're making mixing chemicals on the movie set like it's just so good and then the like the sunglasses they're prescription um, and then it's like no no like you're wearing sunglasses indoors um just like the whole everything about him and like oh, he said at the beginning it's like you know the movie was happening so quickly it was like a blur my mom says i need sunglasses or <laughs> needs prescription glasses or something <laughs> like everything he said was just perfect this i i love him so so much um I'm, I'm, I, I know you said he, Jamie still loves him, but I'm very nervous to, to see what what else is. But yeah, no, he's great. great. Um, but I feel like everyone was great. I, I, I thought everyone was really on point this episode. I'm, I'm glad we saw more of Envy, like because I felt like she was such a, a flash in the pan in that one episode we saw her. Mm-hmm. Um, but to actually have her here and actually have a presence and like get to see her involvement and everything was was really good and. And obviously the compl- complications of this weird love triangle situation that's going on here, um, which really like like it took me so by surprise. I was I, I, I could you could have I could have listed a million things that this this would have not come up in my like pr- prediction for the episode. Like it just came out of nowhere. Um, and I'm not super familiar with Wallace's character because um, up until this point, he hasn't given the impression that you said of like, oh, he wants to break people up. Yeah, because. All, all he did was like wake up in the first episode, like talking to Scott. Then the next thing we see him, he's in the cafe with some guy. And then now we see him here. Like it, it, it didn't really track that he would do this, but mm. it, what a wild <laughs> direction for me to, to experience. Um, I, 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 but I love the whole thing. I love the whole complication. I don't know how far I can go, but like the whole complications of like Todd actually falling in love with Wallace. And yeah. he had, I, I caught the sparks that he had. Yeah, uh, like it was just brilliant, and like we, it was very funny because last episode we talked, well, we didn't talk about what the episode had like the thing where um, Jason's in the trailer. It's like, come on, we know there's a girl in there, and then the follow up yeah. with like them having like romance in the in the their tra- in his trailer. It's just like it was very funny, like continuity thread of what's going on this set. Uh. I think this is our last character to predict who plays them. Uh, like, again, you're not, oh, you're God. only watching the Japanese version. So the voice isn't going to give it away. Although I don't know how familiar would you be with him. Give the voice away, but you want to take a look at the cast there and take a guess as to who plays Todd. Todd. Okay. Um, give me like, Oh my gosh. Two seconds. I didn't have them pictures ready. Uh, um, so we've narrowed down everyone. Have I narrowed down everyone else? I think we have. I, I don't know if we've done Gideon. We might have, but uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, think... I don't remember. <laughs> I think the only one I remember is like a few that leads. Um, so it's, we know it's not Chris Evans. We know it's not Michael Sarah. We know it's not Kieran Culkin. Um, you said it was not Johnny. He does something else. Yeah, that's young Neil. Um, it is a fairly well-known actor. Especially, I guess, at the point that the movie would have come out, like 2010. Oh, I'm not good with the actors. Um, well, I feel okay. So it's I. They're between. I think you said Brandon was someone else, right? Brandon Routh. Is that that That's was him. someone else? Oh, that is no, that is him. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna help okay, you. Can you there. just 
Can you just tell me who's who now? Because I'm I'm really lost. Well, well, we'll do it as we go along. But uh, the the cool thing about this is that uh, when the movie came out, like Brandon Routh was Superman. He was Superman in the uh, 2006 Superman Returns movie. And then after that, he didn't really have anything going on. And then Scott Pilgrim came around, which for him to do comedy, I guess, was something that people wouldn't have thought of. Like, oh, the guy that played Superman. Uh, and Scott Pilgrim, like he, to me, to what, what Jamie thought of Young Neil as the funniest character. I thought I always thought that Brandon Routh was probably the funniest thing in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And then since then, he's gone on to uh, do like the, he did the a season of the Arrow TV show, which then he got his own spinoff, The Legends of Tomorrow, which ran for like I think six or seven seasons. So I mean, he's done a lot since uh, Scott Pilgrim. But uh, but what's kind of cool is that you have him and. Envy Adams and then Brie Larson would go on to play a superhero. So this is basically like a superhero couple uh, playing Envy and Todd in here. Uh, but uh, yeah, Brandon Routh is just, he's so much fun as this character and getting to see this different side of him. Again, you're not hearing the voice, but Todd is not like a likable character. I mentioned last week that like Lucas was a little bit more, I, I would say more redeemable in the book. Uh, a lot more redeemable in the book than we got in the movie. Whereas the movie, they kind of just portrayed him as being like, you know, the, the, the ultimate bad guy. Todd really is like the ultimate bad guy. Like there is no good qualities about Todd. And the fact that he's just completely dumb. He is like a, a villain, young Neil, you know, he just is completely clueless with everything. But getting like this sad thing where he's like breaking down. I mean, we're about to get into the next sequence here with like uh, him, you know, indulging in the chili cheese fries and all that or whatever it is. But uh, also Brie Larson, like I already mentioned, I'm a huge Brie Larson fan. It's kind of weird for me to watch this because she, she performs this, like the, the, the vocal work, very cartoony way. Uh, and of course she's a very serious actor now. And even in Captain Marvel, that's kind of the criticism is that she kind of plays it too straight and isn't fun enough. But I mean, in Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the movie, like, again, she was absolutely hilarious and just played it very over the top. So, uh, it, it's, it's weird for me to listen to this now and be realize, Oh, it, like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, whatever, this is exactly the type of performance she was giving. But, uh, anyways, getting into the second half of the episode here. Todd uh, in his trailer just crying and eating a whole bucket of chili cheese fries, I think what it is. Now, this is another thing that's consistent with his character from the book and the movies is that he's a vegan, but like he he breaks veganism, you know, frequently, frequently enough that it's kind of a thing. Uh, but here they make it where he's just like depressed or whatever. Uh, and um, uh, he, he when he's showing Envy and Ramona around the the trailer he's like this is where wallace and i love they just say i don't know if it was the same in your subtitles he just says made out right this is where wallace and i made out the first time and this is where we made out the second time. one of them is like the toilet <laughs> but like of course every time we've seen it like the whole trailer is rocking this is like let's make this family friendly so we're not saying that they're having sex or whatever uh and i love that ramona's like yeah i think that's too much info i didn't need that uh and uh uh the, the other good thing here is like we already had that line earlier on about the it was only the second day of the movie and we were $17 million over budget. I love that he uh, has a line here about uh, how uh, it's been like three days or I, I think that's Envy saying it's like, you've known this guy for three days. And he's, is that all it's been? Uh, and uh, another part where Ramona tries to say here about, oh, okay, I need to, what I'm I'm here for is I'm here to talk to you about Scott Pilgrim. And just that other Brandon wrote like the, the second time we get this, like, I'm Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> like just so much confidence. Like, no, the real Scott Pilgrim. Uh, they show the video of uh, the portal being opened and then Envy's kind of like downplaying uh, uh, Todd's powers here. It's like, yeah, well, that portal, there's no way Todd could create that. That that thing is a masterpiece of a portal here, uh, way better than Todd's. Uh, we get Todd just disappears and we see the P-bar go down. Uh, I don't know if you caught that, where where you have like the video game life bar 
that's depleted for the P bar. Uh, that's something that they use in, in the books. They actually use that quite a bit in the books. It'll be like, there's the P bar. If somebody's going to the bathroom, there's the, the thirst bar, the hunger bar, the, the money bar even as a thing. Uh, and they fit that into the movie and then they have it here too. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the part where he comes out and uh, Envy's basically saying like, this is all you have. Like you clearly have no other leads. That's really pathetic. Uh, and, uh, Matthew shows up here. So, uh, he's outside the, it comes in a helicopter and, uh, first he does is fires everybody. <laughs> uh, we even get to, who is it where he says they fired and they say they quit. It was Ramona. Was that? Was it, yeah, you're, Andy, you're fired. I quit. Andy fired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I quit instead. Uh, I, I love the, the arrival here where it's like ZZ top sharp, just man <laughs> too playing as he comes in. Uh, and the, the documentary filmmaker gets fired here. Uh, that That's the, one of the funniest little gags in this movie. And he says, and you documentary guys, you're fired. And then all of a sudden you just see the camera stop on the pause screen. The second they fire the documentary guy. This is where it cuts out of the documentary and it uh, cuts back in just regular show. Uh, we get Steven Stills and Knives showing up here. Now they have a much more minor role in this series or especially Knives, much more minor role. But I said, I, I really like what they do with knives because the original story doesn't really show development for knives character. She is very important to the plot. I mean, it's, it's arguably just as much her story as it is Ramona's uh, uh, even if she might be in a little bit less or maybe even more so uh, than Ramona once you get later into it. But here it's really just a side plot with her discovering that she can play music. And now her and Steven have formed a new band uh, and they're just pitching something to um, uh, Matthew here. I keep want to call him Gideon, but <laughs> he's Matthew as the new Gideon or whatever. Uh, and uh, this is a great line too, where he says, we just need, uh, I'm in your time. I was like, hmm, all right, I like your pitch. Uh, I'll give you 30 seconds next Tuesday. And they're like, all right. Uh, the um, uh, part where he shuts down the movie, Matthew explains here, I'm shutting this down because it's a character assassination. You killed me off in the first scene again, playing up on the original story where Matthew is killed off and like the opening fight scene. Now they're actually making it where he's shutting down the movie because kind of like Lucas last week was like, there's no way I would go out like this. Now Matthew's taking the same objection to it. So the movie's done. Uh, and uh, he tells Ramona that uh, he won everything from Gideon that uh, he won the movie studios, the record labels, the 14 animal shelters that comes up again. Uh, and he says that Gideon just went uh, uh, home to Toronto. Gideon's not even his real name. He's Gordon Goose and he's with Julie. Uh, so um, this is what we get like the, the this will set up next week's episode, this cliffhanger here, uh, which of all the cliffhangers is probably like the least suspenseful because we kind of knew we would get to this at some point. But this is just shifting Ramona's suspects. Okay, it clearly wasn't Todd because he can't make a portal this good. Clearly wasn't Envy. Uh, so we cut to this shot where... The, the well after we see the robot because <laughs> the robot's still in the background we cut to the shot where you have gideon and julie watching tv in the dark and they just have like a very dramatic zoom in on like their glasses glowing and then the evil music playing uh and that's it that's our tease for next week not like the best cliffhanger but uh, uh it'll set up next week's episode still and I, I still feel like even without an amazing cliffhanger like you sort of said this episode had so many like unexpected things like even though yeah, I, I kind of was hoping that they would get more into the backstory with like Todd cheating on Envy. The fact that they did it with Wallace, which perfectly just plays up on Wallace's character, that that's enough of a surprise. I don't think we we needed the biggest cliffhanger at the end of the episode. Yeah, I also um, feel like yada yada the fight a little bit that happens in yeah. this, or it's like this ten double fight, which I thought was very funny. 
uh, the most unique. I feel like we've not unique because I feel like the Ramona. Um, what's her? Uh, what's her name? Other other girl fight. Roxy. Roxy. Roxy fight that we got was definitely creative, but this is definitely very unexpected as well in this in the series of the episode being very um, unpredictable. Like the, the they were all fighting, and then Wallace is just berating them on the sidelines, and they quit because he was being too mean. Uh, it was just great, and then uh, the like. The, Envy just standing there with Ramona fight. They're just like the, the two coaches like leading them on. Uh, it was it was a cool twist on the fight. Um, and yeah, the whole uh, the whole breakdown of this this uh, uh, love triangle situation was kind of crazy. Of like they're they're cutting in between of all these interviews. Like they go to they're talking to Envy and Todd, and they, it, it cuts and they're at Wallace, and he's like, "I'm in an interview." Like she's with like Ramona. She's like, "I'm in an interview." Like it's just a very funny. Um, way that they've decided to handle this like episode in general but just like the way this fight kind of leads uh, and, and everything that kind of happens a- after the fact is, is a little bit more standard of what we've been seeing like oh it wasn't you because of xyz like we get that but like the 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 fact that i thought it was poutine you said chili cheese fries but it felt i thought i thought <laughs> that it was poutine oh but, it could have been yeah um is Todd is canadian a, so <laughs> is there much of a difference between that poutine is it just uh, the cheese i mean if you, you could do chili and uh, cheese that's a very good question what would be the difference between those <laughs> i mean poutine, like you, you literally like, can add anything to it right what is the standard is it just the meat gravy and maybe the type of cheese they use that could be it if it's if it's not the uh uh the the specific uh, type of cheese maybe if it's just melted cheese on this i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to look that up difference in chili cheese fries and poutine Cause that's what I thought it was. I was just like, Oh, this is Canada. I didn't even like acknowledge if they said chili cheese or anything like that. I just like, Oh, this is poutine. He's making his veganism. Like, but you said the way you said chili cheese fries make me seem I was wrong, but uh, yeah, but the, the, the bits of like, Oh, this is where we first made out. This is where we second, the second time. And, and it's like, all right, we don't actually care that much and we don't need to know. It was great. And his, his descent into a spiraling depression, uh, I did think it was a little weird that like Envy's like, oh, he's not that good at making portals. Mm. <laughs> the like discovery, I feel like it should have been him, but very standard. Like as we've seen in the end of the episode where like the person that she's on the hunt for, it actually couldn't be because of whatever reason, like the, it follows that kind of pattern. And yeah, the end with Matthew, Matthew arriving was quite funny. Like he's like, he owns everything. Um, he fires everyone. The director explodes into cash. Like we saw last episode. <laughs> um, also it's, it was funny. I don't know if you said it, but the $17 million over yeah. the budget, like on day two, crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like what we had three scenes done. Um, it was just very funny that the whole situation and everyone getting fired. And I'm very curious to see what's going on with, with not like, I know that you said it's more of this side of side plot, but I'm very curious to see what's going on with Steven and knives. Like they wanted Envy to sing the song earlier and now they're trying to get time with this billionaire essentially. So I'm curious to see what happens with that. And yeah, I totally agree about the cliffhanger, the worst one so far. Like, and I feel like not only like, yes, we knew we were going to go there, but I feel like it's going to be such a nothing thing. Like the the sinister angle of them looking at the tv it's gonna be like mm-hmm. them watching a stupid show or something like i feel like it's gonna be so comical the like what they're doing that it's like why did we need this cliffhanger but um yeah i would say d- disappointing cliffhanger the worst of the the rank if i had to rank them 
Uh, I'll say with Steven and Knives, um, how big it is to the plot, maybe not quite as important as like, you know, who skid- who kidnapped Scott Pilgrim or anything like that. But it does lead to like their pitch to Matthew will lead all the way to the finale. So it- it's still a big part of the show. Um, trivia stuff on this episode. Uh, they have all the, the titles. What is it uh, actually model after? This one's model after Mega Man. Um, I already mentioned about uh, the Nelson Franklin, the guy who played Como in the the movie, doing the voice of the the interviewer and all that. Uh, the, it says here the P bar is seen because again that's a famous Scott Pilgrim thing. Uh, the uh, the song Black Sheep uh, appearing in the concert, uh, and this is another thing. Apparently, you can see the drummer. When I said that in the books, Todd had cheated on Envy not with Wallace but with the drummer. That drummer's character is in the background, kind of like how last week they had the. Um, uh, the, 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 men, the mention of the girl that uh, was the co-star with Lucas in his movie. Uh, uh, other than that, uh, just as an update here, no specific answer other than the fact that you can find that poutine was basically Quebec's answer to chili cheese fries, but they decided let's replace the chili with gravy and let's use specific cheese curd. So it really is just a cheese and then whatever sauce you're going to add. So I don't know. <laughs> This, this looked to me more like chili cheese fries, but we are in Canada, so I'll go along with it. It's probably poutine. Uh, this, we, we only got a couple minutes here, but just, just mention when Ben was here in Canada, one of the last times, I think it was the last time he was in Canada, uh, he literally had eaten like, I don't even know how many, it is, like 50 different poutines in however many cities around the world. I would love to get his stats on that. Um, if we could fill people in next week on what are the best poutines he found in the world. Uh, rankings- you said Ben, I thought that, I was like, what character in the story oh, is Ben? ben? <laughs> I literally, I was, That's I the was name like, of the robot. <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> um, rankings. Well, I'm, I'm going to buy this episode. And as far as rankings go, uh, it's going to be in my top three out of the five we've done so far. So I'm still going to have episode one at number one. Episode three, which was Ramona and Roxy's fight number three or number two. And this one will be my number three. My number uh, two, two episode. Episode two is my number four. And then uh, last week's episode is my number five. Okay, so I think before this, I know we we said we were going to figure it out, but I think I was three, one, two, four. Uh, I thought you had four. Oh no, maybe I did. Yeah, I think you had four. Yeah, maybe no, a spot higher. Yeah, yeah, three, uh, four. So it's three, one, four, two, is mine. And now I'm going to go three, five, oh. one, four, two. Well, so I think no, no, three is our overall number one right now. We'll have all those stats at the end of the episode. Uh, the yeah, end but of this, the is, this is up there. I really love this episode. Like, It's great. And the weird thing is on IMDb, this is the second lowest ranked episode. Like I mentioned, episode two, the one where Matthew and Gideon fight was the lowest ranked. This is the second lowest ranked on IMDb. I mean, it's only slightly lower than some others, but the, this episode is way better than people give credit for. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to, we're going to start to get to the bottom of certain things. It, it's, it's going to build towards the last two, but we will see more of the robot next week. The robot will factor in a little bit more. We're going to have a lot with Gideon and Julie. We're going to get Gideon's backstory. Uh, and uh, also, I'll just tease this. One of the other evil exes will be paired up with Gideon in this episode. So I'm not saying that there's going to be building towards rebuilding a league or anything like that. But uh, we're going to get some new interactions with uh, another past character who is going to move on with Gideon. Could? Okay, quick question. Could some of the, like, reactions and general consensus be that like people were expecting something from the store like the movie or the comic book you know what i'm saying like this is to- this is a- literally brand new i know that the whole thing is totally a, a different story yeah. but could it be that this is so different i don't know i'm just 
the thing that I, the only thing that confuses me is that uh, episode three is very highly ranked on IMDb. Uh, and that was sort of the episode that took maybe some development that was left out of the movie and said, we're going to build an episode around that, which to me, this episode is the exact same thing with like the MB and Todd stuff. Maybe it's just because it focuses more on the villain characters and doesn't have characters like Kim or Ramona that are more the hero characters. Who knows? But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll dissect it. We'll, 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 we'll be doing a season recap at the end of this. And maybe we'll try to dissect and look up some opinions. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for next week. And um, we got our Jim Carrey month. It's going to be starting. I guess I can announce it here. Our Jim Carrey month, which was supposed to start, I think, this week. Uh, is going to be bumped to early next week. Just a couple of delays because Ben is uh, not uh, back in the country yet to record. Uh, but we got our 24 episodes and then uh, we'll be back next week with Who Did It? The Scott Pilgrim uh, episode six episode. Oh. My name is Colin and in only 40 minutes, we're already $17 million over budget on this episode. Um, and uh, my name is Rossi and uh, Colin, I've got 30 seconds next Tuesday for the recording. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the Oz network.net thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time